Hello, welcome to the latest podcast for Business Spotlight. Today I'm joined by Harry Mir, um, Harry Mir Saposki of the Pizza Post. Harry, it's great to have you on the call. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd like to start by inviting you just to share a little bit about um, what Pizza Post is, how you set up, where you're based. Tell us a little bit about what you do. Yeah, of course. So we're a mobile wood-fired pizza van company. We have now nine pizza vans. Um, we're based in Crawley Down, West Sussex, um, and we cover like a good 90, 100-mile radius around there. Um, we do weddings, private events, parties, the lot. And we actually started back in uh, 2020 during um, lockdown. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting time to start. So what what made you what were you doing before what made you the leap into into this in 2020? Yeah, good question. So it's actually our, mine and my brother's first business. Um, so there's obviously a lot of risk around that. We were doing um, we had sales jobs at the time, working for a mobile fuel drainage company, and um, we kind of just thought, okay, now's probably a, a good time to get into the kind of business industry. While things are a little bit shaky, maybe there's some opportunity here for us. Interesting. You you chose perhaps the industry, one of the industries that was under the most challenge in lockdown. Yes. Why? What 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 led you led you down that path? Good question. A lot of people ask me this. Um, so I I kind of saw it as an opportunity. I thought, okay, there's probably a few companies maybe that are not going to make it. Maybe there's going to be a few, um, you could say, holes in the market where we could actually come in yeah. and offer maybe a different type of um, kind of USP to the to, to the other people. And and our vans themselves uh, speak for themselves when they're, they're designed. They're very different to your pizza trailer or pizza truck. So we thought, OK, let's see if we can fit in here at this time hmm. with no money, with uh, no experience, no parental help no bank help no loans nothing so it was very risky uh but exciting and and um it, yeah that's what fueled us it was exciting right so if we take a timeline from three years ago to now yeah to, to no money no vans no experience etc etc remind us how many vans you've got now and your geographical area yes we have nine nine pieces. nine vans Right. Okay. So that sounds like quite rapid growth. Yes. I'm interested to focus in the start where, you know, you were without money and you were without experience. How did you manage to acquire this business? What did you do? Yes. So this is a very uh, a story I like to actually share a lot, especially with my friends, because I have a lot of, um, you know, I'm actually only 25 now. So at the time I was, I was actually just had two weeks before my 22nd birthday. <laughs> um so the way it kind of went about was we worked in a pizza van company that was actually called the pizza post so that that was the name we actually kept the name when we took it over and i'll explain that bit so we um were looking around different companies we were speaking to a lady who said go speak to um this guy who owns the pizza post you've worked for them as well uh, we did a few summers when we were younger working for the company and unfortunately, because of COVID, they were going bankrupt. So we were now in a predicament where we didn't have any money to buy the company. 
Um, they were selling it with two pizza vans, but no events because all their events have been canceled due to COVID. So we said, okay, um, how about this? How about we loan it off you? With a gap because of COVID of a six month no pay gap, um, which they agreed to. So we agreed on a certain amount to buy and acquire off them. We would pay them back monthly after six months so we could get into the industry. Um, and they said, okay. And then we transferred everything, agreed on contracts, signatures. Uh, we changed the logo. That was the only thing we changed, uh, but we kept the name. Um, and that's actually how we started. <laughs> um, obviously, wow. we, yeah, we had a six month leeway but yeah. we use those six months to learn marketing, to know everything. Right. Hold on. Right. Okay. Let's focus in on that. So you had a six months window and you yeah. say you use that to learn marketing. It sounds to me like you put yourselves as apprentices into the into the business effectively. How does this business run? Yes. Give us a little bit more detail about what you did in that time. Yes. So there was two strategies we had. So it was me, me and my brother. So we had to, first of all, we assigned ourselves percentages of the company. So we said, who's in charge? Now, although I'm older than my brother, something I've noticed in business is age doesn't matter too much. However, experience does. And my brother is IQ is extremely high. He's very good with numbers. He's very smart. And I thought, you know what? It was also his idea. <laughs> so I said, okay, you're in charge. You're the CEO. Um, you're going to take 51%. I'm going to take um, 49%. And that was that. So they're good. He focused mainly on building the reputation. I focused on the PR of the company and the sales of the company. So together, and he focused on the finances, we had our different roles. He focused yeah. on finances and the marketing. I also focused on the marketing, but focused mainly on customer experience. So that was website. That was the, the lead generation. That was... Um, finding out what is the industry quote value, meaning what do people actually sell their pizza van rental for um, and trying to get into the middle. So not being the most expensive, not being the cheapest, but finding a middle price um, and then building that up. Each client speaking to them over the phone. What do they need? What do they want from their events? What are they looking for for their weddings, et cetera, et cetera. And then we built it up slowly. Like it was very slow. The first... I've... <laughs> The first year was very slow. And as you know, we reopened, then closed again. Mm, yes. <laughs> and that was yeah. that was something else. I mean, um, we we acquired many bookings with our two pizza vans for 30 people because that was the the amount that you allowed. But then yeah. we got shut down again, and then we dealt with another problem: refunds, cancellations. Yeah. Um, and we went through all of that. Again, fantastic learning experience. Um, we built company policies of those. Yes. Um, we adapted to COVID's policies. And, and that was a big learning curve for us. It sounds, I mean, what impresses me about your share is that, um, you know, when I'm working with my clients, um, one of the things that I'm interested to know is what's the purpose of their business. In other words, is it something to generate revenue or is it something to build to sell? Mm. But in either case, it needs to be systemized and documented. And the fact that you're referring to the policies that you had to put in place as you were learning, as you, as, as you went, and also the roles, you know, someone's head of marketing, someone's head of financing, someone's head of sales. You've obviously brought a very systemized approach to that. Yeah. As your team has grown and you brought other people in, 
how have you found your own roles adapting? Yes. So we hold a more remote management role now. Um, we actually recently changed roles now. Um, so because we, we, we're now a lot more advanced. So in terms of we have now created about 100, maybe 120 company policies. We've created training videos throughout our whole delivery of events from beginning to end. So, for example, how do you cook a pizza from start to end? And they will spend uh, maybe an hour or two doing that. And then the rest of the time, our um, production manager and our preparation manager and our head of, of uh, our like team leaders will actually teach the staff on the event side. So we created a very systematic way of doing things from what worked when me and my brother were the ones doing the events. So yeah. we say, this was the most successful way. How do I make sure Bob, who's just started for one month, will also do the same? Obviously, we're humans. We're not robots. So, of course, you you account for error, which is totally fine. It's just, That's business. Me and my brother went through the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but as also having a system to follow is very important. So that was what we did with the company policies. In terms of our roles, we focus now on expansion. So we look at um, how can we now move across the UK? So we're now going to, for example, open up in the Midlands. So me and my brother focusing on that. And now we have a sales manager. We have a operations executive, a HR manager. A um, We now have an executive director who controls all the um, all of the operations going on here in Crawley Down and London. He's in charge of all of that. Um, and it just means the day-to-day -day stuff, he can actually deal with himself while we go out and focus on expansion, going into, into the Midlands, going maybe north, maybe worldwide. Um, and that's basically mine and Charlie's roles now. PR, um, making sure that the company's reviews are uh, five-star by making sure that the policies are followed, making sure that the staff are doing their job, rewarding staff, um and expanding that's yeah that's our roles basically now okay well look i mean it's it's interesting particularly right from the start about you know the the kind of the courage that you had and the resilience and the and the process that you brought uh to the business you had your ups and downs you indicated that you you know you've learned by mistakes as well in error which is a very important part of, of building and running a business if you could go back, we're only going back three years, but if you could go back to that 2020 version of yourselves, what yeah. advice might you give yourselves right now? The advice I could give is I'd say I'd say there's there's the biggest one, which is don't be scared to risk because sometimes we weren't maybe doing certain things because it seemed maybe a bit too risky or is that what other people do? We didn't stay on that view for too long, but when we kind of shifted that view, things got bigger, meaning we acquired more territory as you want to kind of put it. Um, the other advice I say is look after, create games with your team. 
from the lowest um, paid person to the highest paid person, keep more games in, meaning um, bonuses, um, targets, goals, company parties, Christmas parties, anniversaries, um, rewarding when they're their production for that week was higher than the previous week or the previous month or the previous quarter. The last kind of year and a half, we've been very good at that, especially the this year, 2023, we've been very good with that, but it could have been better at the beginning. But because we were too, I would say, focused on the day to day, we couldn't even think with, oh, Jane um, is losing her eagerness for the company. Um, and all it was that fixed it was having a goal there for her to reach to make more money. So it's, there's a win-win there. We win because she's reaching for a goal that makes us money. And if she reaches that goal, she gets compensated for money too. And as, as we know, it's there's different reasons people work. One of them is obviously to make money. But I think we've also created a very nice family dynamic. Um, I didn't mention this, but me my brother my mom my dad my sister i've had two cousins work for me um i've had an uncle work for me um i've had my best friend used to be my sales manager last year um we're very close we now i have now 50 people in the payroll but there was a point i had 10 of them were family (laughs) yeah 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 I think, I mean, there's some really important messages in all of that from, you know, from being brave, from fear, from, you know, leveraging what what you have and also working on and working in the business as, as well and being aware of the two. Harry, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you and, I, and I'm sure you'll be an inspiration for, for many people who are thinking, asking the question about whether they should set up their own business and even in challenging times. So... I want to thank you for for taking part in this podcast today and uh, I look forward to seeing how things go for you in the future. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You're welcome.